the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstanding, sadness, and drama. With just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We're alive. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm ready. Um, well, welcome back to the third episode of Rewire to Aspire, Manifesting with Dani E. Maddie. Welcome, welcome, y'all. Thanks again to all the supporters out there and everyone that's been reaching out. It's been an amazing it's experience. Been amazing. It's been beautiful reading everyone's messages. Yeah, so shout out to we y'all. We feel the love. Yeah, thank you guys. Y'all are going to be the OGs. You keep motiva- motivating us to keep going. Um, keep it up and we'll give a special shout out to the next episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, first things first, we do want to talk about a mistake we made in the last episode. Um which was about the generational traumas being passed down. Um, We edited it out, so for the new listeners, you won't be able to listen to the episode, but we did want to, you know, be authentic and be real and show you that, um, you know, we also make mistakes. And it's our first time, and we're getting more comfortable. Uh, So, yeah, we just wanted to be upfront and honest. But, uh, But basically, in the last episode, we said how it was uh, through the nerve system but in reality it's like through the dna um right daniela yeah that's correct so what we're referring to and we'll get into it in a different episode because i think it is a huge topic that we all need to talk about Mm -hmm. Uh, but mariana was referring to intergenerational trauma it's pretty much the theory that uh, trauma is passed down through generations through the dna something really cool Um, i think it affects everyone but it's something we'll definitely get into at a much later time but we just wanted to show you guys that, you know, we are, this is our first time and we really appreciate you guys bearing with us. Yeah. But we are trying to be authentic, but we're also trying to be a legit podcast where we're giving you the correct information. Yeah. So we're going to be trying to do our best. We also have our, you know, cited sources, everything like that. So if you guys want to fact check us, let us know. Sign <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, let's get started with this episode. So this is part two of um, the four agreements. So we will be talking about the third agreement, don't make assumptions, and the fourth agreement, always do your best. Yeah, so if you guys haven't listened to part one, definitely do. I think the first two are a huge... Very important. Yeah, huge, huge, huge part of this. Um, this will still make sense if you don't listen to the first part, but still... Uh, we're talking over about the book called uh, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. Uh, and just a little quick background again, too. He is someone who's worked in the spiritual and like shamanism realm. Um, and he has written several spiritual books yeah. regarding like, you know, how to best live Him and life. his son, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, but anyways, The Third Agreement, Don't Make Assumptions, is by far the best and hardest lesson in my opinion that I am still struggling with today it gets better and better uh but yeah basically it's just about don't assume anything no I I mean I definitely do think I agree with you that this is by far the most important one and the one that I took the most to heart um in terms of the four lessons or the four agreements that this book talks about just because for all the overthinkers out there I think that's what overthinking slash anxiety is most of the time for a lot of people. It's just assuming the worst. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I didn't realize that my overthinking was assumptions. The entire time, right? 
<laughs> yeah, no, this book for me, like, even though I told you, like, this is the third time I'm finally reading it, but it kind of finally made sense. I was like, wow, that that is me. That's me. And it, this by far has been the one that's changed everything for me. Yeah. Like, my thoughts are silent now. Like, yeah. I used to be. Yeah, I try to silence them. <laughs> I try to be more present with meditation yeah. and everything. But so in one of the uh, quotes that he says in the book, he says, assuming leads us to believe that they are the truth. And man, oh man, that one did resonate with me because I, like in any situation, usually in relationships for me, I just start overthinking like of all these different scenarios that could happen that haven't even happened. But I'm like, you know, like let's say the person didn't text me back. Okay, already I'm making all the assumptions in my head of why they didn't text me back. And it's usually like either self-sabotage or negative thoughts about myself, but I still didn't think that was assuming. Mm-hmm. Um but they would natural. lead me to believe they were true, though. And then I would just have so much anger, so much sadness, so much out of nowhere. And then it's like they text you back and it's like, oh, okay, never mind. good. And I yeah. went through that moment, though. I was just like suffering by myself. You literally put yourself or we put ourselves through hell for no reason, yeah. to be honest. No, and I, I do want to point out, you know, it is natural. I mean, I think it's like a human evolution to always think ahead. Right. And I feel like that's part of the assumptions is, you know, we have to assume the worst especially someone who has experienced a lot of trauma because I think that's their coping mechanism to what to expect in the future. But by doing so, you know, and constantly being in that state of, you know, the trigger, uh, you give yourself this terrible experience where sometimes it might be true, but most of the time it's not. It's not. Yeah. And he also says, like, we make assumptions because we don't have the courage to ask questions. And that one resonated with me the most, too, because I would find uh, very hard for me to speak up about my feelings in certain scenarios where it's like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm too interested or I don't want to seem like I'm a nagging or, or whatever it is or like if I'm the problem because that's, that's usually how I would feel in relationships. Like, oh, it's on me. It's always on me. Like, I don't want to keep bringing more problems up um, instead of just having the courage to ask. It would have saved so much time from me just from your suffering, suffering. <laughs> <laughs> suffering on your own. Yeah, no need to do that anymore. Um, I do think that with this one, I mean, as obvious as it is, don't make assumptions. But it's something that you have to put into practice in your everyday life. Uh, you know, when you start having those thoughts, you know, whether it's a stranger or a coworker not smiling at you, or like you mentioned, the relationship where someone doesn't text you back. It's like if we continue making assumptions for each scenario, you know, it's we go through all these different thought processes without even knowing the answers first. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. And another quote that I really loved of his uh, was an example he said of when we do make assumptions. And he was like, we see someone, they smile at us and waved and walked away. We assume that they like us because they smiled and waved. We create this whole fake scenario of what can happen between us. We could romanticize it when in reality, the person was just being nice. I feel like it's usually the other way around. This happens more for men than for women. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. It's like, no, I was just being nice. I wasn't flirting with you. I was being a a human to you (laughs) but I guess for me it ties in the room when he said like you just romanticize it that is definitely me in in oh my god in so many of the relationships I've been in because 
I wouldn't have expectations in my head because mm-hmm. of the scenarios I would make up all the possibilities that I could have with this person. Yeah, right? You meet them at the beginning of the day. By the end of the day, you already have the wedding plan. I'm already like six <laughs> months in. Like, what are we doing for Christmas? Oh my God, what am I getting this person for their birthday? Like, I'm already, I'm deep in it. Like, and, and that's then, not psychotic. That's not real. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if there's other ones out there like me, but I would, I would, I would definitely romanticize in the past a lot, but then that would cause me to get more hurt mm-hmm. uh, when I start realizing who that actual person was, right? Which from the beginning, they're usually pretty honest with me. Like, these are my intentions. This is what I want. Oh, I don't want a relationship or whatever. And then I just romanticize in my head. Like, oh, no, we're going to make this happen. Like, we're, 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 we're going to make this work. I'm going to get that ring by the end yeah. of the year. <laughs> no, and I, and I do think with assumptions, you know, it's not just for yourself, but it's also, it's unfair for yourself and it's unfair for others too. Because, for example, with this example you just gave us, it's like, number one, you're setting yourself up for failure yeah. because this person right you don't away. even know them no. like you don't even know them 100 percent. where are they can you assume that they're going to be doing all this stuff for you but and i did it's also unfair for them because yeah. you're putting these expectations yeah. on them before even talking or asking the questions right yeah and that's why don miguel uh really reiterates the fact that we should have the courage to ask questions because by you asking a question you're able to give yourself peace of mind most of the time of course, you just have to also be prepared for the answers that you're going to receive. Um, and don't make an assumption of what kind of answer you're going to receive. Just be willing to accept whether it's the one you wanted to hear or something Yeah, that's not at all what you wanted to hear. Yeah, and like when he says like to help like not romanticize it, when, when you do meet someone, it's like you really do have to see them for who they are and don't make assumptions um, of scenarios of what they could possibly be. And, and he does, and it took me a while to understand, but he was like, real love means you love someone without trying to change them. Find someone whom you don't have to change at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, there's nobody, like, I feel like everybody's going to have to change to fit what I want. But in that situation, in that moment when I was reading the book, I realized that I was going after people that I was trying to constantly change to fit my perfect person for me. Mm-hmm. But I realized it was because of all the assumptions and scenarios I would make in my head, and then I would just get hurt when they wouldn't meet my own expectations, you know? Yeah. No, and I, I think it's, like, just, like, with everything in life, right, living in the present, um, you know, assumptions is pretty much you planning for the future, which planning for the future is not a bad thing, but it's when you start going off in a tangent that has, like, no sort of, you know, facts to back up your assumption slash your dream. Yeah. Um, so it's different from planning. This is just assuming whatever your heart desires is going to happen or, you know, your worst nightmare is going to happen as well. Too. No, like, and it's like a, a form of manifesting when you do overthink, uh, whether it's like bad or, or negative thoughts that you're thinking, but it's because like you're literally visualizing the scenario in your head while you're overthinking like I would literally be visualizing conversations that could possibly happen mm. with the person because of like either I'm mad at them like oh like this is probably how it's gonna go and that but I'm, I'm I always assume the worst for some reason yeah and I, I think sometimes too though like you mentioned you know this assumption is in a form manifestation because you are thinking of like the future mm-hmm. um and like we mentioned before in our previous podcast a manifestation can you can manifest good things and bad things yeah. it's not all just amazing yeah. things 
So maybe that's part of it too, is like you start creating the scenario, you start manifesting the scenario in your head and that results in you kind of like following those patterns that exactly how you were were to act in that manifestation. Yeah, and then I guess for me it would be though like right once it would happen, I'd be like, see, I was right. I was right, I told you, I told you. And But for some reason that would give me satisfaction even though I am hurt that I was right that I assumed the worst Mm -hmm. in that scenario with that person um but then with therapy and everything it made me realize that's a whole other yeah that's that's a whole other episode (laughs) (laughs) that gets deeper into why you automatically assume the worst in people and why you're like you see I was right I was like that yeah that's a whole different topic yeah, I know. And with this chapter, um, you know, Mariana and I mutually believe that it has been the most impactful one that we've both been trying to really practice and implement in our lives. Um, just because, like I mentioned before, like once I started really consciously s- trying to stop myself from assuming, you know, the worst, because I was that kind of person. I never, or not never, but I usually was more the person who assumed negative things rather than positive. Yeah. Um, that's just an earth sign. I'm grounded, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so for me, it was just like, I was constantly anxious, you know, I had yeah. a million thoughts in my head, um, you know, because I always assumed the worst about myself. I assumed the worst about people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just was a terrible way to live, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. And now that I've been able to, you know, be more present and think more about, you know, realistic things and not assuming I've been living such Peacefully. a peaceful life. Yeah. Like nowadays, like Mariana can attest to it like most of the times like I do try to be very clear in my communication I try try all right y'all I'm still not there yet um but also I try to communicate better as well um and then those asking those questions too because especially when you know for example you are in a confrontation with someone right like you don't want to assume the worst things and just make the situation even worse yeah. right yeah. it's better to be upfront like you know whether you're fighting with a significant other whether you're fighting with your family with a friend always clear out what assumptions you have yeah what assumptions you are like hey i have a feeling that this is happening but please correct me if i'm wrong yeah um yeah communication is key i think yeah with what daniela was saying with that part um for me, I know that when I would make assumptions and then go about it through the communication, because I really didn't have a problem with confronting people, well, especially um, romantic partners. That I never had a problem. That Well, most recently I did, but that's a different story, you guys. So I usually never have a problem communicating my feelings when it comes to like my romantic partners. Uh, but when I used to make assumptions of the worst scenario of whatever they did, and I was ready to confront them, because I'm assuming I'm already coming into the conversation heated mad angry instead of being level-headed and that would even cause a worse fight Um, even though like let's say my assumptions were wrong but because I already came at it with an angry energy or it would just make the situation a thousand times worse versus like Daniela like saying like now I do try to be more level-headed don't make assumptions because one thing I really do do take now is like okay you know what if the person does have a problem with me they should be able to communicate with me as for as long as I know as far as I know we don't have an issue because nothing was communicated and that's usually how I go about it now Um, even though like sometimes like I will catch myself overthinking like it's I'm not even a hundred like I'm not haven't mastered the third agreement yet Um, but it definitely is getting easier with like stopping myself and being like you know what they didn't communicate that anything was wrong so I'm not going to assume that anything is wrong um and then if I do feel like I have problems I will 
talk to the person, you know, directly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I mean, this just leads to healthier relationships all mm-hmm. around, you know, not just, you know, with a significant other, but also friends and family too, because it, at the end of the day is you're clearly communicating your feelings and you're also giving that other person the channel to communicate clearly as well. Yeah. So even if, if there is a problem, you kind of open that up for people. Um, and you know, it's that kind of thing that once I feel like you approach someone in a peaceful manner, most likely they will also respond to you in a peaceful manner but you know it's the other way around too if you go in level like heated ready to fight then yeah, that was my problem i would never approach in a peaceful manner especially with romantic part no i would be like and be like so i just find it funny that and you know like right away <laughs> That's already attack, attack. I would go in attack mode in my defense. Well, yeah, that's a defense mechanism, if anything, right? Because back then, well, you know, we're still trying, but we didn't know how to communicate as well as as I think we do now. Yeah. I mean, we have yet to experience it yet, but... But I, I do see, like, the difference in my relationships, for sure, whether it's with a, you know, romantic partner or with a friend. You know, I do see how there's no need to fight. I mean, sometimes, you know, a little, a little drama here and there, my little toxicos, toxicos, toxicos. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we do miss the drama, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because you know my that part is hungry the drama in me the i'm not feeding it so it's like craving it <laughs> but i'm like stop stop <laughs> but i mean I, I feel like you do see the difference now with yeah with how you respond to people yeah um i think with this as well it's given me the power to set my boundaries as well mm-hmm. too uh, because i'm setting boundaries within myself you know not allowing myself to go off in this negative rampage where Tangent. I'm just, yeah mm-hmm. neg- negative thoughts all night long that don't let me sleep um now I mean I've always slept like a baby but mm-hmm. now especially now y'all <laughs> yeah because I didn't realize the mo the moments I would overthink the most was before going to bed mm-hmm. like at night once a day I guess like going through the entire day like a recap of yeah the day. a recap mm-hmm. yeah no yeah and I, I feel like for me it's like I always went back and thought of like the most cringiest moments that I had throughout the day uh and it just assumed that you know people were like oh my god they they were laughing at me or they probably thought I was an idiot but that's just another assumption that I would make in my head and torture myself yeah. right before bed <laughs> and I genuinely didn't even think I had anxiety until I realized that my overthinking was causing the anxiety <laughs> and I was like oh wait I think this is anxiety because <laughs> you know growing from like Latino households there's no such thing as anxiety there's no such thing as depression there's no such there's none of that so no it it did it did take me a while to realize that um my overthinking did cause me anxiety but this third agreement helped me so much it's it's insane yeah so we hope you guys once you start reading the book as well which we hope it resonates yeah and i know some of y'all already reached out to us and let us know that you started the book so shout out to y'all um i let us know if you guys think that the third agreement is the, by far the most impactful one, same as it was for Mariana and I. But oh, we would love to know which one is the most impactful for you guys too. Though we would love to hear your thoughts, um, and and uh, how you started implementing it on your in your own life. Ready to move on to the fourth agreement? Yes, let's move on to the fourth and last <laughs> agreement. Always do your best. So I'm going to read the summary of it. 
Your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you are healthy as opposed to sick. Under any circumstance, simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment, self-abuse, and regret. Yeah, so for this one, I mean, I know it sounds kind of like a kindergarten quote or something like that. Always do your best, you know? <laughs> when I first read this, that's the first thing I thought about was, you know, like the posters that you have in elementary school with the motivational yeah. quotes. This is one of them, but I think the more you let it sink in, like the message sink in, it, the, the more it makes sense. Yeah, I will say because in the beginning when I just read the always do your best, I was getting like anxiety. I was like, oh my God, I have to be perfect or I have to be, until I actually read the chapter and mm -hmm. then I realized like, oh, I'm just human. I'm human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a beautiful way to put it. Yeah, I mean, I think especially someone who's like, can be a perfectionist, someone who's, you know, always trying to make everything in their minds right mm -hmm. or perfect. Uh, this this can be a lot of pressure and that's a lot of the times what a lot of people suffer from is just always chasing that impossible perfection that's yeah. it's it's not possible yet. and it stops you from moving forward yeah and I, I feel like I definitely was that kind of person you know I would be that person that I would not be able to move forward on whether it was like a homework assignment uh something at work something with a, a relationship like if it wasn't perfect or up to my like standards of perfection then for me it was like a waste of time almost yeah I feel like that pressure was mounted onto us from yeah. like a very young age you know the idea that you have to be gifted, you have to be talented, you have to be perfect when so many people around you have, you know, accomplished so much. But with this, it's just like a reminder that, hey, we're human and your best is not always going to be your 100% every single day. Yeah. You know, your best might be your 25% one day and then the next day it's going to be 50. But the most important thing to remember is that you don't want to end your day feeling guilty about how you did that day. So you don't want to overexert yourself, but you also don't want to... To to not try. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, you feel shitty when you don't try stuff, yeah. right? Like, yeah. You, but you also... And that's when, like, and that's what he says, because he was like, when you don't uh, do your best, that's when you start judging yourself, you get frustrated, you get guilt and regrets. Mm -hmm. Versus if you do your best, because you know you did your best that you could that day, you avoid yourself from any of that suffering. Yeah. But uh, he also does say, doing your best is taking the action because you love it, not because you're expecting a reward. And I think that was a great quote. Because it was like, I think a lot of people, when they put a lot of pressure on themselves, is because of the reward that they do want to get back. Mm -hmm. um, which is why you even add more pressure. Yeah, and I think as, you know, as a society as a whole, too, I feel like a lot of us live our lives for the reward. You know, mm -hmm. if you're a working person, your reward is the vacation. Um, or if, uh, what do you call it? A raise or promotions. Yeah. And you stress yourself out so much that you're like, oh, no, I have to be perfect. I have to. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, but he does say, learn from your mistakes. Learning from them means you practice look honestly at the results and keep practicing this increases your awareness so and that's why i loved this agreement because i was taking it as like practicing all of the other three agreements um and i know that right away i wasn't going to get all of them but the fourth one was just like 
the cherry on top that was okay you know what he's right like I am going to keep making mistakes like there are going to be times where I'm going to be making assumptions there are going to be times where I'm going to be taking things personally but the only way I'm going to keep better or keep getting better is if I start being aware of mm-hmm. when I do make those mistakes but not be hard on myself either because sometimes I would be definitely hard on myself for overthinking or even making assumptions I would be hard on myself for making the assumption like well, why am I even making the assumption like I'm just and now that you know that even starts into another tangent another trend and like I cause again myself like from suffering so the fourth agreement just kind of grounds me okay. in a way to be like okay you know what no like it's fine like I'm human I made a mistake even like earlier when we were talking about making the mistake um in the last episode mm-hmm. it was it was like pretty hard um on my anxiety and my overthinking and then I was like okay wait Diana go back to the fourth agreement go back to the fourth agreement there you um, go and just by talking it out we're like yeah like in two minutes we found a solution we're like all right we're gonna yeah to, to our mistake and that's and it. that was it because I was suffering more because I didn't talk to Daniela about it in the beginning I was literally suffering by myself because I was like I was assuming that Daniela was gonna um get like anxiety from it or like you know not react well to it I, that was my assumption but then when I actually spoke to her it was like oh we were both level-headed it was like hey okay, these are the solutions all right we got it like boom boom and I suffered that night for no reason for no reason <laughs> for no reason I was like Marina why didn't you tell me sooner no literally <laughs> I reached out to another friend instead of reaching out to Daniela the person like I'm doing the podcast with like it made no sense uh but yeah that's why I do love this one too even though the third one resonates the most, but it's because it really is just like, you know, we're all human. But as long as you keep trying, that's literally just doing your best. As long as you keep going. Yeah, I know, especially with this process, you know, like we mentioned, we're only a couple, well, it's about to be a year at this point, right, into this process. And it's been a year, almost a year, and look at us, we're not perfect, and we will never be. Um, But we're definitely more at peace. Yeah. Which is why we are even talking about this, because we're like, wait, this actually really did help us within our healing journey and yeah. our manifesting journey it's a it's a day by day thing and you just have to remember that it's not going to be perfect every single time but the most important thing is that you just get back to it don't give up just because it gets hard don't give up just because you've made a couple mistakes here and there that that doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean that you're a ter- terrible person it doesn't mean that you're not meant for this it doesn't mean that you are not meant to be healed on the contrary it just shows that you're on the right path uh you're bound to make mistakes. You're bound to make things that you regret, but it's okay. Yeah. As long as you kind of learn to accept it, say, hey, I was doing my best at the time. I recognize my mistakes, and now I can move forward and hopefully learn from them and not have to repeat them, which will still happen as well, too. Yeah. Sometimes we got we to gotta learn the lesson after a few, a few times. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I guess to tie everything in... Um, Like we mentioned before, these four agreements are just a great way to start off your journey. It's very easy. It's only four you have to remember, um, but it it really does make a difference once you really start implementing and practicing them in your life. Yeah. And uh, what I did, like for me and Daniela, was I just printed the four agreements in this like square. Well, I cut them up into squares, but they just had the summary and the four agreements bolded. And we just taped it in our mirror so that every morning we can look at it and just remind ourselves, like refresh ourselves. Because that is a great technique, you guys, is whatever I want to remind myself, even if it's like affirmations or just positive quotes, I do print them and I tape them um, in my room where I can see them so that every morning I'm reminded. And it's amazing because sometimes even if you don't believe it, reading it 
can really help us like if you keep repeating it into your brain it, it can really help and make a change and eventually you'll start you'll start um start believing it yeah and i mean that's one of the cutest things ever which shout out to you thank you so much <laughs> but yeah i definitely do think because i'm that kind of person that i try to do a morning routine and one of those things is i wake up do a little bit of stretching yep. in front of my mirror do a, a few affirmations. affirmations and then right before i leave my my uh my room most of the time, because I'm going into the office, I read those four agreements. Yeah. Because um, I don't want to, I want to start off the day in, in a the right note, yeah, in a mm -hmm. positive note, and just like a nice little reminder. It's like, hey, I'm going to try to do my best today. I'm going to try not to assume. I'm going to be try to be impeccable with my word. <laughs> and I think with this, the four agreements, this is your start to your path towards freedom in the sense that you're releasing all your guilt, you're releasing these expectations of being perfect um and you're releasing just so much within yourself in order to be able to start this yeah. journey uh just remember that with this journey you just have to always be kind to yourself it's a long road but it's definitely worth it yeah. um and it's not going to be easy and he mentions that the first step towards personal freedom is awareness and that is a huge one uh, because that is definitely the first step and that's when this book will resonate is when you actually have awareness that you haven't really been practicing these four agreements basically like oh i am an overthinker or i do take things personally like once you do have that awareness oh yeah that's the first step and that's the amazing step because then you can actually that's when you decide like okay do i actually want to change or do i want to stay the same thanks y'all again for listening in this this was the first book that we've brought out here for a podcast with many more to come um i feel like the books are a great way to get started because you know you can access them anywhere and then we'll be kind of going over other books as well to kind of break down, see what we thought about it, and then hopefully hear how it's helped back. us. Mm -hmm. yeah. And hopefully, you know, you guys are inspired to, to also do it. And I recommend too, if you're not interested in reading, you know, maybe an audio, an audio book. That's what I started doing as well. And it's just super helpful. Sometimes I'll be working and listening to it or doing cleaning, anything like that. Um, you know, just take some, at least 10 minutes of your day to, to learn something new, to learn something about yourself. So this is a great way to go to, to do it. Yeah, yeah. Please um, let us know if you guys read it, though. We would love to hear your guys' comments on them and um, how your journeys are going so far. Yeah, and let us know you if you have any books that you recommend as well. Uh, we'd love to hear, and we'd love to even talk about future books that yeah. you guys recommend. Um, but let us know. Yeah. So uh, thank you for listening, and be back next week for our next episode. See y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Ciao our fellow toxicos or former toxicos, toxicas, and toxicex. Bye. Ciao.